Hey, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Mornings with Ron. I'm so glad to have you with us. As you know, last week we started our passion series where we're actually interviewing people about passionate things they do, whether it be in their work life or their home life or just something that's um, exciting and passionate for them. Um, I'm so glad to have you with us. I know we got a lot going on in the world right now, and so it's nice to be able to take a few minutes to get away from all of that and talk to some interesting people that are doing passionate things in their life. So today I want to welcome two of the most passionate people I know in the world of Mahjong tournaments. They are the owners of Destination Mahjong and hold the annual Mahjong World Championships in Las Vegas every October. They're in their fifth year of operation and now sell out cruise and land tournaments all over America. So please welcome not only the owners of Destination Mahjong, but my friends, Fern Oliphant and Cheryl Perry. Hi, ladies. Thanks for being on the podcast. Hello. Thank you for having us. So, you know, as as Mahjong goes mainstream with like the likes of Julia Roberts and Sarah Jessica Parker playing, it's still a game that a lot of people don't know a lot about. And most of the time, I think when you mention Mahjong to most people, they immediately think it's that matching tile game that you play on the computer. Those of us that are involved in the world know that it's so much more than that. And so we're going to explore a little more of, of that today. But before we do, I just let's just do a, a little couple little icebreakers here. So Fern, what's your go-to order at your favorite home restaurant? What is my go-to? I would have to say sushi. A tuna roll would be my favorite. How about you, Cheryl? I like the barbecued brisket at this uh, place that we go to, along with, of course, their cornbread and fries and all the goodies that go with it. Uh, <laughs> I'd like to go out for some of that right now. Firm, what would you say is the number one thing on your bucket list? Number one thing on my bucket list. That's hard, Ron, because there's, uh, I don't know. I don't know if I could say it on this podcast. Um, <laughs> it would involve travel. So I would say I would like to go to somewhere in Asia. I would like to go to Hong Kong. I would like to go to Japan. That would be the top of my bucket list right now. That sounds exciting. And how about you, Cheryl? I don't think I can narrow it down, to be honest. I mean, I have travel bucket lists, which would definitely be Australia or China or Japan. And then I have other adventures that I would love to do. But uh, I would say it's a very fulfilling and exciting bucket list. All right. And before we get into talking about um, the actual company itself, I have one last question. Um, who would you say is your hero, Fern? Oh, I would absolutely say my mom. Uh, I'm with you there. How about you, Cheryl? I guess I'd have to say my mom, not to copy, but she's been through a lot. I think both our parents are very similar in their yeah. past history. So it's got to be my mom. Yeah, those moms are pretty special, aren't they? Mm-hmm. Well, let's talk a little bit about um, Destination Mahjong. Fern, what inspired you to start a Mahjong company? And do you feel the same inspiration today that you did when you first started it? Um, you know, I always tell this personal story. And um, it really is the inspiration, the impetus for me to, that I started Destination Mahjong. Um, and later, I was lucky enough to hook up with my partner, Cheryl. For me, I was involved in a 32-year-old marriage that had gone awry, and I knew staying home was not for me. So every book I ever read, it said, do something you love. And I love to play Mahjong. So I started all the legalities and looking for a name and developing it for about a year. And then... I was blessed to meet Cheryl 
um, at a tournament she was running at. And I pulled her aside and we talked and we talked. And after about three months, we negotiated to be partners in Destination Mahjong. And that's the short version. That's awesome. And Cheryl, what uh, kind of prompted you to want to become a partner? Oh, well, I loved running my tournaments and I felt like, you know, I felt like I was kind of outgrowing my territory. Um, I had grown my customer base enough where I was able to do my first travel tournament where I was fortunate enough to have met Fern. And on the local level, things were becoming more competitive. And when she approached me with the opportunity I was so excited because it included all of the things I like to do, which was Mahjong, travel. And for me, every time I hosted a tournament, it felt like hosting a party. So it was like a total package. Plus, we got along really well, so it sounded like fun. We all have our jobs that we go to every day. And to be able to find a job where you can actually enjoy what you're doing is sometimes pretty rare. So I think that's definitely a fortunate thing to be able to discover something that you have a passion for, but also is kind of your livelihood and work um, at the same time. You know, I know that both of you operate from different states, which can't be easy in terms of trying to to run a small business. So I'm just curious, like, how do you make a business work from when you're in like two different locations like that? You know, honestly, it's so easy now. So even easy. it's so easy, even with today's circumstances of COVID-19, um, we're playing Mahjong around the country virtually. So for Cheryl and I to have a partnership, it's really easy. It's like if, you know, it, it's a phone call, It you know, it, it's easy. It's I don't know if I could work with Cheryl in the same office with me because I'm so used to doing this now. You know, she has her space, I have my space, and we do it well. So for me, it's an excellent relationship. That's great, Cheryl. Anything you want to add there? It's, you know, it's funny, it's easy. And even though we're so far apart, I really feel like we're never apart. And that's in a good way because, um, you know, with the technology, the way it is, we share everything on the computer without a problem. We can receive each other's pictures or photos in moments. Um, we're on speakerphone all day brainstorming. Um, I really feel like it's ideal and that we are almost working in the same office, but we're never in each other's way. So it's really an amazing thing. The technology has been a huge gift to our success in terms of being apart. Yeah, you know, and it's so funny because for those of us that work from home from our jobs, we are kind of the groundbreakers for what's happening when we're dealing with the whole COVID situation today. You know, we have entire companies now where individuals who are used to going to an office every day are trying to have to figure out how to operate and maneuver from a home base. And I think companies are starting to see that, that there's a lot of extra productivity that's going along with that as people sit in the confines and comfort of their home, even though it is a major adjustment. You know, um, Ron, I would agree with you there, but I will say this, working from home, there's no nine to five job anymore. So if True. you don't have passion for what you love to do for work, working from home is not for you because I'm around my computer, you know, and if I can't sleep at night, I'll work. There's no more 40 hour work week working from home. So that's the only downside I see. But if you are passionate, as I said, it's a blessing to work from home. Yeah, that's that's true. And, you know, when I first started working at home, 
it was hard to walk away from the computer because work was always there, right? Correct. So you almost have to get into a situation where you have to say, okay, my day ends at five or my day ends at six and just shut the computer down and walk away from it. Because as long as I left it on, that's what I did. <laughs> so I wind up, you know, working until all hours of the night. You're absolutely right. Fern, I wanted to ask you, um, starting a small business from scratch is, uh, I'm sure, no easy task. And I, I can't even imagine the passion and work that goes behind making that happen, especially, you know, starting out in the early years. What did you find like the most challenging in the beginning? You know, honestly, getting your name out there, toughest thing to do. Company recognition, tough, tough, tough. But I feel through the community that I loved so much. And that's the reason why I do it. I had a great loss in my life, as I explained before. And the hole has definitely been filled by the Mahjong community. Other than, you know, getting our name out, allowing people to understand what we were all about, paying us to come to a tournament for a new company, I I see no obstacles because we had really good reception once people started knowing our name. Cheryl, I'm sure there's been things along the way as you guys have kind of figured this out over the last five years that you've tried and failed and just had to go to a plan B because what you the road that you wanted to go down didn't necessarily work out. Do you have any examples of that? I wouldn't say that we've necessarily failed at things um, per se. I think that the way we generally approach things is that if things don't necessarily go as smoothly as we would hope, that we have found a way to learn from that. So as we move forward, those things don't happen again. You know, I think we tend to now always have a plan B and a plan C. And Ron, I want to add to that, like any good business, Cheryl and I, you know, we're like sisters now. We, you know, we fight. And we build one another up. But the best thing we do is we we reevaluate. So we'll sit after a tournament. We're exhausted. And we'll sit there and we'll talk and we'll make notes and what we can do better. And did the salad dressing work? And did the T-shirts work? And what players were awesome and what players weren't? And we really do about a five-minute five powwow with one another. And that really I feel is is a benefit to us. Yeah, I have to agree. Uh, Fern and I have learned to really have like open and honest conversations where we know that nothing we're saying is personal. We're just really doing a post-mortem of what works for us. And a lot of times we'll have these powwows and we come up with our next great idea or our next great solution or what have you. But it's really always a powwow on, on working out the details and working together. Yeah. And I would imagine that's probably that's impossible for a small business to be successful unless you work like that. So I think that's awesome. Fern, is there something that you now know that you wish you would have known when you started it, started out with the business? So I would have to say it's the physicality. I never planned on all the heavy lifting that Cheryl and I do. And if I had to redo that, I'd hire some hunky young man to work for us. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, along with that, you know, you guys don't do just local tournaments. And I imagine that 
coordinating out-of-state tournaments is complex and takes an enormous amount of work. And simply with all the logistics involved in scouting the sites and the hotel and the reservations and the people, I think a lot of people don't realize exactly how much work goes into all of that. What parts of the work do you enjoy the most? How about you, Fern? For me, it's the community. It's the conversations that people call to have with me. It's the letters I receive. The people in the community are really an amazing, amazing bunch. And we try to strive for an amazing event filled with laughter, kindness, getting to know one another, and of course, having a winner. But honestly, it's for me, it's the people. I love the people. So Cheryl, um, what parts of the work do you enjoy the most? Well, in terms of what I'm most passionate about is I have a huge respect for my customers because they pay for an experience. And what I hope is to put all of the pieces together and fulfill that for them. But then it's the love of the customers that really make it for us because they can be so gratuitous that it makes me more passionate. So for example, when they say it gives them something to look forward to, it makes me work harder for them. Uh, If they say they've been meeting such great people and now they have all these new friends because of it, it makes me work harder for them. Um, And then sometimes they write us these beautiful letters or leave us little trinkets and it just fills my bucket. And it, like I said, it, it makes me more passionate for the job that I'm already doing. Yeah. Having been to some of your tournaments, I definitely see the love fest that happens between um, you and your players. And it's so interesting because you both have your own unique style of how you interact with your people. And they, they, they love both of the, both of the styles that they get from you. And I think part of it's part of what you both bring in your different perspectives in the business that has helped it to be so successful. You know, the, the Mahjong world's, I think, an unusual world where people don't only get together to play a game, but they become an intimate part of each other's lives. And um, I think that's the part of the tournaments um, where that happens. And it's certainly at home games where individuals are playing with each other. I'd ask each of you, um, what's the best compliment that you've ever received from someone at one of your tournaments? I sometimes are embarrassed in a good way because they show so much love. I sometimes get goosebumps because it's so enveloping. I can't sometimes handle it. I have to like walk away. It's the craziest thing. And it's just a very unique experience. I I can't, I can't give you one. I, I really can't. I can't give you one bit of one compliment. It's just the entire, I can't even speak about it. It's emotional to me. Sure. And I see that with the interactions. How about you, Cheryl? It's funny because I can't narrow it down to one thing either, but I will tell you that especially in the beginning when we started, I wasn't used to people coming up to me and giving me compliments or giving us compliments. Literally, I mean, I would start to cry at a tournament sometimes because I was so happy and so moved that people were thanking us for doing this for them. You know, when we first started, I thought, well, great, I'm going to business, but it really became about the player 
uh, I mean, always, it's always about the player. But the if I had to pick one thing, I would say it really gives me goosebumps when people um, congratulate us or talk about how genius the scoring system is. Because when I first met Fern, she told me such a thing existed. And she was, you know, the biggest cheerleader in getting this done. And when people congratulate us on it or talk about it, it's really like complimenting me on one of my children. So it's just thrilling. That's an awesome feeling, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Um, just for I know how much work goes into what you guys do, and to see that or to get that uh, that kind of appreciation, just a validation for why you why you just keep going. You know, one of the awesome things about your tournaments is that you always have a component where you do the fifty fifty raffle to benefit a particular charity. And Bring Smiles to Seniors has been a recipient on several occasions. And just tell me why it was important for you to have that as a, a part of your tournaments. Um, Mahjong typically is always involved in, in charity work. Um, a good portion of Mahjong tournaments are done at synagogues, churches, and they're always, the community is always willing to give back. Um, for us, you know, it's part of our credo that we wanted to do something. Originally Destination Mahjong was going to, uh, have a 50, 5013C, is that correct? We were going to do the Alzheimer's Foundation, but we didn't do it because we felt like at every tournament, and we do about 10 a year, Cheryl and I wanted to pick things that were regional, you know, to let's say the ladies of Texas or something from the ladies from ladies or gentlemen from San Diego. So over the years, we've probably donated to, to 40 different charities in 50-50s. Well, that's, uh, that's amazing. And I know there's been a few times where, um, you know, we've been on the brink and the Bring Smiles to Seniors program, and you guys have helped us get over that hump. So I'm sure all the charities who are beneficiaries of your, of your um, 50-50 raffles are at, as, appreciative as, as appreciative as we are. So we certainly thank you for that. Um, well, we're glad no, to do it. We uh we have to talk about what's going on around us, right? Because there's really no escape from it at this point. And as we're all aware, the country's going through a pretty tough time, and especially for small businesses. And I know that you've had to cancel upcoming tournaments that have really not only been a disappointment to you, but also to the people who enjoy coming to be there with you and interacting um, with each other. What's that experience been like as you've gone through that? It's heartbreaking. It's really heartbreaking. You know, you, on many levels, we spend a year putting the tournament together and now we have to dismantle. But for everyone's well being, it's the most important thing to do because nothing's more important than everybody's health. You know, but on an, on a non business level, it's heartbreaking too because we work from home all the time. And then the reward is getting to see everybody who we've gotten to know over the years or travel to a new place. And um, it's, you know, been very isolating. But the good part about it is that on a sad day, unexpectedly, I'll receive an email from somebody saying, you know, thinking about you or a card in the mail and, you know, it helps. So I miss everybody out there. And and that's really the hard part right now. Fern? You know, it's very, it's Cheryl is correct. It's just disheartening to see a company that you have nurtured like a child um, and built and built and watched it walk. Um, watch it run and grow and get bigger 
and then see it almost disabled um, by a disease, just like a child would get. Um, I, and I, of course, I don't make a company as a comparison to a child being ill, but you understand what I'm trying to say. The last uh, month has, has been very tough on Destination Mahjong. Um, but I will say, again, that unbelievable community support you know, we've had lots of letters from our customers saying, you know, we don't want you to fail. What can we do? How can we help? I mean, um, they're there for us. They really are. And, and we're there for them. Yeah, I know we've talked about the love and support that you've been getting from your players um, that attend your tournaments. And I know that all of us are pulling for you to make it so that we can get back to the world of tournaments again. It's It's an exciting world that people just really enjoy being a part of. And I think the fact that you, you guys make this world exciting for all of us to go to and attend and feel like we're going and seeing old friends and even uh, people that have become family and be a part of that. Um, We want you back uh, alive and well again, so that we're all doing that, you know, soon. You're Ron, the tournament, the tournament season for us is like a check-in system. Okay. So, like I haven't seen Sylvia from Milwaukee and I haven't seen Linda from Chicago and I haven't seen, uh, I haven't seen Bob from Springfield. And when we see these people, we check in with them and we see that they're healthy and they're viable and they can't wait to see us next year. And, and year after year after year, we hear about their grandkids and we hear about their daughters and, and, and they're bringing their daughters now. Tournaments are getting younger and younger. And it's just that connection that you have with these players that right now is, is lost and it's tough. It's just very, very tough. Yeah. It's, it's uh, certainly a different world that we're living in right now for sure. And especially for, you know, individuals who are running small businesses, it's a, it's an even tougher time as you try to navigate these, these waters. That's for sure. Yeah. So given that it's likely that some of your players might hear this podcast, um, I'd ask each of you is what message would you like to send to them? I, uh, for me, it's always on a personal level. Um, I miss them with all my heart and soul and I love them and I want them to be safe and I want them to be well and I want to see them again. And Cheryl? I don't know. We're really like twins. I really feel the same way. I really just want everyone to be well, both physically and emotionally. If they need the support, they should reach out. I feel just desperate to see them. I really, really miss our people. I really do. Um, It's just the thing that I look forward to every month when we get to go and do our thing. So I just hope that everyone takes care of themselves and the people around them and that we get to see them again soon. Very, very soon. Right. Mm-hmm. Very, very. Soon. Okay. I want to end the podcast um, on a little fun. So if you've ever watched inside the actor studio, there's a series of questions that get asked of the actors that are guests on the show. Uh-oh. So we're going to ask a couple of those questions. Now I'm going to let Fern answer first and then Cheryl, oh, no. um, you can give your answer. <laughs> so, you know what's Fern, going Go ahead. <laughs> Fern, what's your favorite word? <laughs> uh, I would have to say kindness. Cheryl? Oh, my favorite word is fabulous. Fern, uh, what makes you happy? My family and friends. And Cheryl? What makes me happy? I'm, I'm very happy when things are organized and peaceful. 
Fern, what sound or noise do you love? Oh, what sound? That's a great one, Ron. What sound? I wish it were mine, but I can't claim it, unfortunately. (laughs) Sound or noise? I would say a heartbeat. Nice. Cheryl? Oh, that's a good one, but I'm going the opposite direction, which would be the sound of a slot machine winning, but I've never heard that for me. (laughs) I would enjoy that the most. (laughs) I'll I'll second that one. But Um, you already know what that feels like. (laughs) I do not. So Fern, what profession other than your own would you like to attempt? Well, a lot of people don't know this about me, but... When I was in college, I was a rock and roll caterer. I used to cater all the rock and roll bands that came through the University of Florida at the O'Connell Center. And I have to say, it was an amazing job. It really was amazing. I catered over 200 concerts. And if I wasn't doing that, this right now, I would do that. Well, we know you're a fabulous cook, so um, you'd be good at that. How about you, Cheryl? Well, before this... I had been doing book publishing for a long time, but that's not what I would do. If I could start over again as my college self, I would try and be a lawyer. But if I were going to school now, if I were my 18-year-old self in today's day, I would either go back and um, do something green for the environment or criminal you know, investigating, because I love doing that kind of research on the computer and digging around and finding stuff. All right. And my last question, Fern, is what makes your heart sing? The clacking of the tiles. We miss that, don't we? Yes, we do. How about you, Cheryl? My heart sings when everyone around me is happy. Yeah, we won. And we're ready to get back to that again, aren't we? Yeah. We just want everyone to be happy and healthy. So I can't tell you how much I appreciate you joining us today. And I appreciate you taking the time to spend a few minutes with me and a few minutes talking about Destination Mahjong. There's no question that the two of you are probably two of the most passionate people that I've seen in small business for a long time. You love your people. You love your work. um, You love what you do. And it comes across every time we interact with you or every time we're part of one of your tournaments, you know, you can just see the passion behind uh, the work. And I think that's why you've been so successful in having your tournaments sell out um, almost sometimes the day they're released. And that's an exciting thing, and we're going to get past all of this, and uh, we're definitely going to be back to doing the, the fun things that we were doing over the last year before we started having to face what's around us. So there you have it, another episode of Mornings with Ron. I hope you're enjoying the special series we're doing on passion and hearing from those who are passionate about their craft, their life, or just something that they do that's meaningful to them. You know, it's nice to be able to take a break during our time of isolation and celebrate those people that bring that something extra special to our lives. So until next time, be safe, be well, and remember to be the reason that someone smiles. 